Welcome to Shadows of Prophecy, a D&D real play podcast where we will find out what it takes to become a hero, face our darkest fears, and pull ourselves out of a pit of despair. Shadows of Prophecy is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast with violent themes and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. With us today to traverse through adventures of loss and tragedy, we have myself, Timothy, our ambivalent DM, Dan as the ever so helpful healer's apprentice, Tristan Barrett, and Ellie as our homely gossiping potter, Babetto Babs Bernello. Join us as we enter the Shadows of Prophecy. Prologue, A World Unravels. Chapter One, A Call to the Void. As you call out, you see the torch splashes into a pool of water below, and the lights go out. (gasps) Babs, what are you doing? Um... Oh boy. Babs is going to. Okay, let me know what you think about this. As the torch splashes and it becomes dark, she's going to gasp and clutch her little necklace. Like, I don't know, it's a pottery necklace she has. And the necklace begins to glow faintly with light. All right. Nice. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so her necklace is now casting light in a 20-foot radius around her, and she is holding her walking stick, just looking around, trying to get a beat on things, because, like, Tristan yelled, and then the lights went out, and she's feeling a little overwhelmed. So that's her action. Yeah. That's her turn. Um, so as your pendant begins to glow, a faint glow illuminates the chamber, and you, again, can see Tristan along the wall with this black, oily pseudopod latching out at him. I'm behind a table. Behind a table. Oh, that's right. I backed up and went behind a yeah. table. Yeah. So you see Tristan <laughs> <laughs> hiding behind a table and you see this like black, oily substance collecting and starting to kind of slough off the wall uh, and make its way towards you. Where's Clayton? Yeah. Clayton. Where's our boy? is standing expressionless in the middle of the room. Fucking Clayton, I knew it. (laughs) Sus. Sus, motherfucker. Sus, sus. (laughs) (laughs) And the oily, black, oozy substance is going to start pulsing and can moving in odd gelatinous ways towards you, Babs. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) It kind of just like oozes its way over and it is going to lash out at you with a pseudopod. Uh, what's your AC? Um, 
So she technically has grandpa's chainmail shirt, and I guess we can say she would have put it on because she's like okay. going in the well yeah, as yeah, an yeah. adventure. I'm putting on grandpa's chainmail shirt. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> she she did some prep, we'll say, okay. at home that we didn't get that we didn't talk through. Okay, then her AC is fourteen. Okay, and Tristan. Uh, 12, because he's not wearing any armor. <laughs> um, the student pod lash- lashes out at you and hits your chainmail short- shirt. <gasps> Grandpa! You hear the clanging of the chains, but are otherwise unharmed. I knew that was a good idea. I'm going to run up to Clayton and see what's up with him. Like, is he just like You run over stunned? to Clayton yeah. and he stands squarely arms at his side and his stare is this like blank hundred yard stare can I give him a shake you shake his body it's very rigid but does move as you shake him and it doesn't affect his demeanor. And it does not affect his demeanor. No, I'm a slap. Gives you the same <laughs> blank medicine. stare. Medicine. <laughs> I'm a medicine slap. I'm a doctor. <laughs> you slap Snap him. Snap out of it. That was a bad share impression. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you slap him, and nothing happens. He continues to stand expressionless. Would that be considered probably my action? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that'll be my turn. I can't do anything else. Clayton does nothing on his turn. Babs, you're up. Uh, I am going to continue backing away from the pseudopod and smack at it with my walking stick <laughs> uh, like it's a naughty cat. Like, back! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, so uh, I'm going to smack a rooski. That is a 15 to hit. Yeah, you land a hit. Yeah, all right. That is oh, four points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> All right. I have a negative one. <laughs> Back. Uh, yeah, like she's just sort of like trying to fend it off, basically. Yeah. So you smack it with your stick and a chunk of it kind of breaks off Ugh. and lays motionless off to the side. Disgusting. As it again lashes out at you. Me? Oh my god. But smacks into your stick instead. You're able to bat it away. <sighs> Tristan. Does Clayton have any weapons on him? Clayton has some tools. He has a hatchet on his belt. Okay. So that's the closest to a weapon. Yeah. Um, I'll snag the hatchet and just run up and try and cut the thing in half maybe go for like a pseudopod as it's like lashing out all right yeah like is it still attached to the wall is it like sort of slurping it's off or is of it now like off and it's kind of like crawling around <laughs> the, the ground <laughs> and kind of like part of it trails behind it and leaves uh, like a black viscousy like residue slug. yeah almost like a slug yeah yeah how big is it it Kind of is variable, but it's I guess. In terms probably of like a medium-sized okay. creature. Oh, <laughs> so not a small. medium-sized creature. Yeah, so it's bigger than I am. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just try and like hack at the middle of it. All right. Would a hatch be considered a strength or a dexterity weapon? A uh, strength. Okay. Yeah, strength. Am I proficient? What are you proficient in? Simple weapons. Yeah, it's a simple weapon. 
Uh, that's a 20 to hit. Dirty 20. A 20 hits? And what would the damage be for a hatchet? Like a hand axe? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have a hand axe on me. No. I think it's a D8, maybe? Maybe a D6? Yeah. It's definitely higher than a dagger. Uh, 1D6. 1D6. Okay. Plus your strength mod. <laughs> negative one. <laughs> <laughs> we out here at negative one strength. That's also uh, four damage. <laughs> All right. So you slash into it and you chop this thing in half. Oh. What? Oh. It splits into two. <laughs> <laughs> now we got two to deal <laughs> with. Um, only part of it is still moving. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, great. Um, well, that's my turn. I All think. right. Yeah. Uh, so now it is going to turn its attention to Tristan, lashing out with a pseudopod. No, I'm so squishy. I'm so squishy. And it will hit you. No, oh, no. You take three bludgeoning damage, plus two necrotic damage. Oh my god, okay. That hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what if you die? <laughs> Does the rest of the arc just go away? <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just delete those episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tristan does not look great. Um, we skipped Babs. Did we? I went from Tristan to it. Oh, to it. Oh, oh that's yeah, fine. That's okay. That's okay. I can go after it. Babs okay. held her action. She's like, yeah, oh, Tristan. <laughs> oh, Tristan. Wow, you cut it in half. All right, Babs. Uh, so... I see it hit Tristan, um, and I'm horrified, and I'm going to try and, like, hit it away from him, basically, with my walking stick. Like, get off of him! Get off of him, you filthy little slug! Or, no, that's not good. Uh, get off of him, you nasty little rotter! Yeah, that's more like her. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, can I hit it with my walking stick? All right. That is a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Once again, three points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> it's enough. <gasps> so you kind of golf club this oozy slime. You fling it across the room. It smacks into the wall and splatters. You see the black, oily residue dripping off the wall, but otherwise motionless. <sighs> Tristan, are you all right, sweetheart? Uh, uh, I've been better. Tristan is going to kind of rummage through his, like, healer pack that he has with him mm -hmm. and see if he can find anything for, like, the bruising or the, the you know, the decay that from the necrotic, <laughs> da necrotic damage. Necrotic? Yeah. Give me a medicine check. Whoa, bud. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, so that was my fifth net oh, one today. Oh, no. All um, with different die? <laughs> no, with the same die. Well, I don't believe in dice jail. Okay. Um, it's still an eight, though. All right. You're able to kind of find some soothing balms that help bat away the pain of the necrotic damage. Uh -huh. Mechanically, you just uh, heal it. What is it? Do you have a mechanical? Yeah, for the healer feat, I do. It's 1d6 plus 4. Okay. So I'm back up to max health no matter what. 
Oh, because it's plus that four. Like, so yeah. One. Up yeah. to you. Okay. 1d6 plus four. So you apply the, the salve and it makes the pain go away, kind of coats the wound mm. and kind of keeps it protected. Perfect. Well, thanks for absolutely no help, Clayton, you big useless clod. And let's check on Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like freaking out, which makes her meaner than usual. Just as he's snapping out of it. What's going on? Where are we? We're down Tristan, in the well. Babs, where, where, where are we? We're in where? a well. The well. Well, we're in a, a, we're, a cave well, adjacent well, well. to the well. Well, 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 well. well. We're, we're in a we're well. We're in the well. Why are we in the well? Because we fished. You, well, you fished Walter out of the well because he fell in. What's wrong with you? You hit your head. Huh. I, I do remember that. Do but you remember everything... the thing I said about your facial hair? My what? Your facial hair. I like what you've done with it. Do you remember when I said that to you right before we came down the well? Oh, uh, thank you, um, but, but no. Oh my god. What is the last thing you remember? The last thing I remember? I mean, that's gotta be... Uh, spelunking down into the well after Walter. Is, is, is he alright? Well, yeah, we brought him over to Crickets. Do you remember going to Crickets? No. Can't say that I do. Um, I'd like to check him to see if, like, he has any, like, injuries that, like, on his head, maybe some boils that are maybe under his clothes. Take off your clothes. Just <laughs> Daddy? Sorry. Daddy? Daddy sorry. <laughs> yeah, give me a medicine check as you inspect him. Does okay. he have, like, rippling abs underneath his tunic? Oh, my God. That's an 11. Okay, listen, it's above average. Or above 50%. All right. You start inspecting him, and you're not noticing anything all that strange, except there's a lightness to his eyes. As if the color has been stripped from the irises. Oh. Huh. Strange, you seem in physically good health. Um, maybe it's stress. Right, Babs? Stress can yeah. do that. Yeah. You seem stressed. When was the last time you took a bubble bath? Uh, never. Oh my god, that's it. I diagnosed this man with a, a lack of relaxation. Well, I will get you an herbal bath bomb once. Uh, bath bomb. Oh, even. Bath bomb. Oh, bath bomb. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once we're out of uh, the well. Um, and it should help clear your head. Yeah, I... I, I don't... This is so, so strange. This has never happened before. Do you think that black pseudopod might have been what caused the boils and stuff? Um... The, Maybe the what? Oh, don't oh, worry about it. Sweetheart. Yeah, it's a secret. Yeah. Uh, Wait, just, where? What is all of this? This is a, a cave or a chamber adjacent to the well. This is which is at the bottom of the well. This has been below us this entire time. Yes. Yes. Been, yes. Clayton, 
part two of this conversation. Um, <laughs> if you're not going to contribute to the situation, Clayton, then you could at least not hold the rest of us back with your questions. Here, uh, you just, just sit down. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, sorry. Sit down on one of these beautifully engraved golden pedestals. <laughs> Take a seat. You definitely won't be cursed. <laughs> so yeah, he sits down on one of the golden slabs. They do say the void is our release. Yes, so just take a moment, so and just... me and Babs will go over there and chat for a moment. Yeah, yeah. the grown-ups are talking. <laughs> um, so I'll pull Babs aside, and I'm gonna check my wound from where I got hit. Mm-hmm. Are there boils? No. I'm not currently boilful. <laughs> <laughs> Boily? Boily. <laughs> A little boily boy. A little boily boy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure if that's a thing that it did, but also maybe it just didn't do it this time. I mean, you did, you did fix yourself up. That's true right away. So maybe that stopped it. There's nothing else in this chamber, right? Has the oily, like the oily stuff that's all gone now? Other than what we splattered across <laughs> the, the walls and floor. Yeah, you kind of inspect the chamber a little bit more. And this light that illuminates from Bab's pendant is a little bit more stable oh, yeah. than the torchlight. Um, and you don't see any more collecting oily blob. That's good just kind of like black smears across the stone that have kind of dried. You see some cracking. I'm going to get a little tiny bit of a black smear and like put it into like a a jar that Mm -hmm. I have in my kit to kind of collect Mm -hmm. things um, and seal it up nice and tight. Maybe wax seal it. Just like, Mm -hmm. oh, we don't have a a heat source. Never mind. I'll just seal it and put it in my bag. (laughs) What does strike you as distinct is the portal at the other end of the room is stained with the black viscousy color. Oh, right, the portal. Oh, the portal! Right, I forgot tables and a portal. Anything else about the portal that sticks out? It's cracked. No messages or glyphs or words on it? Uh, again, you see these swirling symbols carved into the stone. Well, I gotta be honest, I haven't really seen anything down here besides that black, I mean, black ooze, black boils, like, I haven't seen anything else down here that seems like it could have caused it, you know? That's true. There is that one other passageway, though. Oh, that's true. Could be some kind of little rabid raccoon. Wouldn't we feel like idiots if we go back and there's a rabid (laughs) raccoon down here? Just happened to. (laughs) Good old rabid raccoon. (laughs) Maybe we just like peek in. Okay. Well, how, how are you feeling, the honey? Goop on the walls. I'm okay. You're I'm feeling doing much okay? better. I'm feeling much better. The okay. balms and the wrapping. The balms do help. My hands feel great. Oh, good. Good. Don't don't they don't burn? Not well. No, because I applied the balm so recently. Oh, well, good. See? It soothes and cools. Yes, and it heals too. So after a few uses of constant, repetitive okay, 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 yeah, yeah, use. Yeah, you won't feel burning at all, and you won't need the bombs anymore. So just like give it a few days. Let's give it a try. What do we do with Clayton? Oh, you're right, Clayton. Um, maybe we just, maybe we just bring him back to the room with the well, and we just say, "Why don't you climb 
climb back up, Clayton. And then wait for us up top. And wait for us up top. Leave the rope. (laughs) And leave the rope. And don't let anybody else come down. Because if there is a rabid raccoon down here, it's you and me in this town who are the best equipped to deal with it. (laughs) Very true. I'm going to keep this hatching for now. Oh, that, that sounds like a great idea. Um, so yeah, we'll go, uh, let's go back over to Clayton. Okay. Hi, Clayton. Uh, hello, Babs. We think you should probably go back up. Uh, Tristan and I, Tristan and I, we're going to hold on to your hands. Okay. We're going to hold on to your hands. We're going to walk back over. There's a lovely little rope. I think you're going to love it. Lovely little rope goes back up the well. We think you should maybe go back up. We're just going to check out a couple more things down here. Not a big deal. And if you could wait at the top, and we'll holler up to you once we're ready to be helped back up, because I think we're probably going to do a little bit. We're probably going to do a little help, yeah. Yeah, and that would be so wonderful and so helpful, and you wouldn't have to think too hard about it. Yeah, get some sun while you're up there. Take a rest. Just listen Mm -hmm. for us. So as you're leading him back up towards the rope at the bottom of the well, you both kind of ping-pong the conversation back and forth, and... He's turning to each of you very slowly and then tries to talk, but then the next (gasps) person chimes in. and He kind of just like ping-pongs back and forth sluggishly with his head with this confused, disoriented look on his face until you eventually reach the base of the well. The rope is hanging down, and you kind of motion to Clayton for him to climb up. He starts climbing up, and you see that he ascends the well. Eventually, you see him crest over the top and disappear to the surface. Great. That's one last thing to worry about. Yes. When I looked over and he was just standing there like a big idiot, I thought I was about to lose my mind. I wanted to go over there and smack him. Well, yeah. Well, I took care of that for you. Yeah, thank you. I didn't hit him too hard. I don't think so. Well, okay. So I really doubt you hit Clayton too <laughs> hard as right. she looks at his arms. <laughs> Clayton? <laughs> you know Clayton. Yeah, daddy. I, don't think, I mean, sorry, yeah. what? Daddy? Sorry, daddy, what? <laughs> okay, great. And then we'll go check out the rotted barricade. Yeah, let me squeeze on through. See and if we there's no find. rabid raccoon back there, I think we can call this mystery solved. Solved, yeah. Another one solved by the dynamic duo. We're just not going to think about the portal. T and B. B and T? Yeah. And also, is anyone concerned that we will no longer have a source of water in the town anymore? I'm sure there's another well. Probably. Is there? Is there another well? There's a backup well. Okay, Um, great. For when critters fall into a well, you kind of have to give it some cool off period. Okay, perfect. Great. I hope that one doesn't have a mysterious <laughs> portal underneath it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're really in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Good? So, yeah. Good? We'll go back to the barricade and squeeze on through. Try not to disturb anything, though. Yeah. So we'll shimmy on through the barricade. Yeah. Would you like to go first or should I? Uh, I'll go first. You know, oh. the... You're so brave. So brave, manly, not brave. Strong man. (laughs) (laughs) And I. uh, That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) But I pat you on the back anyway. All right. So you squeeze on through. Um, It's a short, narrow pathway before it opens up into 
another section of caverns. This sealed-off area is damp and full of cobwebs. A musty odor fills the air. And you see old crates of decomposed matter sit sitting collapsed in the corner. Those crates seem sus. <laughs> sus, sus. Uh, yeah. Well, do you think anything in those crates could cause black blisters? I mean, it could, but it would have to have made it all the way to the base of the well. Uh, we could check it anyways. That's true. Yeah, let's take a look. Cautiously. Cautiously yeah, take I'll a look. poke it with my walking <laughs> stick. Like. Yeah, so you start poking through the rubble. Uh, the wood has decayed. The boxes have kind of collapsed. You see bits and of tattered, kind of broken down fabrics, random sorts of utensils and tools and kind of broken down fibers, decaying wood figurines and boxes and just like all sorts of odd but mundane looking things that have kind of been taken by time. Well, you're the doctor, but none of this is looking suspicious to me. No, just commonplace things. How they got here is a great question, but I don't think it's too important to answer that right now. Yeah, I guess we can think about it once we're safe at home with a nice cup of tea in our hands. Definitely. I will take you up on that tea once we're we're back out of here. I'm so glad. I made a special mug. I put little blue flowers on it for you. Oh, did you do that like between? No, I've been working on it for a little while. I've been working, (laughs) but it was supposed to be a surprise. Oh, wow. Thank you. That sounds very nice. You're so welcome. I figured, you know, Crickets has his special mugs, but they're Crickets mugs, you know, and you should have your own special mug. My hand doesn't quite fit the same way his bird hand does. Yeah, it's complicated, right? I yeah. We had to go through a couple iterations of those handles to get them right for him. Well. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. On the far end of the room, you do see that a small passageway leads deeper into the cavern. Well... Raccoons, here we come. Yeah. Let's go. Let's hope it's just a raccoon. I hope so, too. I want to forget all about that black pseudopod. (laughs) You and me both. All All right. right. Let's head in. So you press into the narrow tunnel, which goes on just for a little ways before opening up into yet another chamber. Several rows of headstones fill this section of the cavern chamber. You see wax candles, and rubble littering the ground. Not what I expected to find. Yeah. Um, can I inspect the headstones and the, I imagine, graves beneath said headstones? Yeah. Um, are all of the graves full? <laughs> there are no holes in the ground, if that's what you're asking. All of the headstones are in place. The ground beneath them seems relatively undisturbed. They're all coated in, like, a thick layer of dust and cobwebs. Do they do they say anything on them? Can we see? Would we have to clean them off? Yeah, so you can <laughs> wipe away the dust, and you can read some of the names. And then you start looking at the dates, and they are 
a thousand years prior. Oh. And then, underneath every single one of them, you see the words, We welcome the void. The void again. Yeah. It's a running theme for these, whoever these people were. Nothing else that catches the eye, no raccoons or <laughs> other blobby things on the ceiling. Everything else here seems relatively in place. Besides relatively? the grave zones <laughs> underground. Oh, well. Well, well, there is no way Walter made it all the way back here with his leg like that. So, no, I think it had to have been that slime creature. It had to have been the slime creature. Which we took care of we- in a professional and... Uh, efficient. Efficient way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, let's still tell everybody, right? I think we did a great job. Clayton didn't, that's for sure. Yeah, but he's he had other he's got other stuff going on. Yeah, so I think that's we won't tell everybody about that. Oh yeah, my lips are sealed. <laughs> of course. I would never tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, well let's uh, head out of here. Get get our ride up to the surface and tell everybody that we solved the the black boil problem. I mean, yeah. well, we can't tell well, everybody that because yeah. we didn't tell them that there was a black boil problem. Let's go check with crickets and see what he thinks is best. Yeah. You got that little sample of the fella, so. Yes, yeah, so hopefully we can make some kind of antidote. Antidote. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ponder the void as we drift off to sleep every night. But Yeah. Uh, in the... <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that we can grab from, like, the decaying boxes that, like, would be, like, a trinket? Like, uh old plate or something that isn't rotting away fully? A fork? Like, a metal fork? So there aren't houseware types of things. But there are, like, odd utensil things. Like, tools and stuff like that. But they're rather strange. I'll grab, like, a handful of them that aren't, like, either rotting or rusting or things like that, if okay. there are any. There's a couple relatively intact things. Okay. All right. A little we'll opportunist. Still keep sick. All right. Uh, and then you make your way out of the well. Yeah, is the rope still there? The is rope Clayton is still, still there? there. We yell up to Clayton. <laughs> Clayton! You climb on up. Clayton is still sitting at the top of the well. You help him back to Crickets. You have a conversation with Crickets. And he takes the sample from you and examines it. Is unable to tell you what it is. And he kind of spends the rest of the day trying to figure out how to tend to Walter. Eventually, Walter's broken leg heals. The days go by, and time continues on. Most everything returns to normal. How's Clayton doing? How are the boils as well? Mm. Clayton never really seems the same. Always aloof often lost in thought, confused. 
you see him wandering at odd hours. And then so does Walter. The two of them were the first. And other than that, it really wasn't that noticeable at first, the change. The children played as they always did. And they tried to include Walter. They really did. But all of his desire was gone. And all that was left was a blank, emotionless stare. It wasn't until everything fell silent that the people in the town realized something had gone terribly wrong. No longer were the days of children's laughter, of fresh-picked flowers in the windowsills, little gifts from the land nearby. Left on the porch step, the corn husk dolls unattended, and the limbs of the old oak bare of small persons hanging from the branches. No, as each day passed, one more child would have succumbed to the same blank stare. It was one particularly quiet day, Tristan, that you heard a rapping upon Cricket's door. I will put down my memorial plate that I had been eating from um, and my blue flower mug mm-hmm. or teacup. It's sure. a mug. It's a mug, okay. Um, and head over to the door. Is Cricket here? Upstairs, maybe asleep, something like that? Yeah, Cricket is upstairs taking a nap. Perfect. Um, I'll just answer the door. You answer the door, and you see two people. You see Melanie, frantic. And you see Babs, who she passed along the way. Babs, confused and unable to explain what Melanie is going on about. She bolts into the room and just starts uttering semi-coherent nonsense. She's worried. Her daughter, Vivian, just took her out to the woods. It looked right back at me, right through me. I saw the truth. Vivian, she showed me things. The children, I know it. I, I, I know what's happened to them. You, you must come at once. Where is Cricket? Cricket's upstairs. Wait, what's going Babs, what's going on? You know as much as I do, sweetheart. Where's Cricket? I, I, must sh- I must show him in the woods. He must see right this instant. Well, I'll, I'll go and I'll report back to, to him. No, no, it must be Cricket. Okay, okay. It's going to be like an hour before <laughs> he can get up, get He's ready, and be out. Go get him. Go get him. I must show him. I know it's wrong and he, only he can help us. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Babs, can you... Make them a cup, make her a cup, make Melanie a cup of tea if you don't mind. Yeah, of course, sweetheart. Sit down. I have. I'm going to tell you a story about the funniest thing that your husband did the other day. <laughs> she begins <laughs> p- 
pacing the room back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, scratching at her forearms, pulling at her hair, twirling it in her fingers. Her eyes are darting around the room. Okay, Babs is going to abandon the cup of tea and is going to like kind of hold her hands and say, you know, when I was a kid, I had the cleverest little pigeon named (laughs) Otis. And he had the softest little feather. She's just going to tell like a very like light, fluffy, nonsensical story Mm. while holding Melanie's hand so that she like stops scratching at herself and trying to like keep her calm. Yeah. Give me a persuasion check. That's a six. All right. Nothing you do seems to be helping. That's fair. She seems continually on edge. Her pacing continues. Her scratching continues. She's utterly frantic. Um, Tristan, hurry. Yeah, I'll bound up the stairs and go gently wake um, crickets up. Crickets? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, oh, Tristan, uh, is, is, is something wrong? Um... Yes. Uh, Melanie just arrived saying that she knows what's happening to the children and is demanding that you come to the forest to see what's going on. Oh, dear. Um, in that case, go fetch me my cloak over there. I, I must go at once. Yeah, I'll prep, I'll prep him to leave, get his shoes, tie them, Does put he his have cloak shoes? on. Oh, I, probably not if he's... No, he doesn't wear shoes. Just kidding. Don't get his shoes. <laughs> Um, so you grab his cloak, he throws it on over him. Um, help him down the stairs. And help him down the stairs. He sees Melanie frantic and immediately just goes over to her and kind of grabs her and has her lead him out towards the forest. The two of them leave. Oh, we're going to follow. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I just give it Babs a nod. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both follow them. Ren has since purchased a dagger. And brings it with <laughs> Babs is not wearing her chainmail shirt because this was all very sudden, but she does have her utility knife and walking stick. <laughs> so as you begin to follow the two of them out the door, Melanie stops dead in her tracks, turns around at you with the most like direct stare that you've seen since she's entered the cottage. And she just says, No! <laughs> Only cricket. Sure. Yeah, only cricket. Oh, you got it, Mel. You got it. Cricket? Are you You kids have fun. Do you want me to come with? Uh No, you you two you two can stay here. It should only be a moment. She's probably just a bit distraught after well all that's been going on. Okay. Yeah, we'll be here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would like to stealthily follow them, please. <laughs> um, and Tristan will, because this is very odd and very sus, Yeah. Um, Tristan's also going to run back inside and grab his bow and quiver. All right. Um, Babs is going to use her eavesdropping skills <laughs> and sneakily follow them. Yeah, I'll catch up with Babs. All right. So they continue off towards the woods, and you follow closely behind. And that's when you see Melanie's husband. Oh my god. She's got an axe. Coming towards you. 
To, oh, towards oh, us. Yes. Okay. Oh, act, Adam. Act natural. Yeah, Adam. Adam. You say hello to Adam, and he continues coming towards you and just says, Hello. Have you seen my wife? Yeah. Yes. She's maybe 25 feet to his right at this time. Like he would obviously be able to see her. Mm hmm. Yeah. I am looking for my wife. Yes, she's right over right there. Right over there. My point. She got a new haircut recently, I know. It looks great, though. Oh, that is my wife. As he continues to get closer to you. Like, how close? Like, inches close? Now he's maybe five feet away. Okay. Yeah, that's your wife right over there. She's, uh, she's with crickets, yeah. so... Oh, and we're so busy that we should we should we should go. Yeah, we're I'm so sorry, we're like right in the middle of something. Smack dab in the middle of something. Roll initiative. Oh, no. oh boy. <laughs> oh, not twenty! <laughs> On initiative. For what it's fucking worth, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see, okay. Oh, I always thought Adam was such a nice guy too. And Adam has a twelve. Um, and as he gets closer, that is when you notice the frying pan in his hand dripping with blood. Oh, no. Adam! <laughs> Do we like Adam? Do we like Adam? He goes to swing at you, Tristan. Oh, not anymore, you don't. <laughs> Babs, what do you do? I am going to... Boy. I'm going to chastise Adam... And uh, say, now don't you go swinging that frying pan at sweet young Tristan. He's smaller and weaker than you, and you know it. And as I say this, I am going to grab Tristan and sort of push him behind me. And in meta, I am casting Sanctuary on him. All right. So uh, until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature must first make a wisdom save. On a failure, the attacker has to choose a new target or lose their attacker spell. All right, making that wisdom save. <laughs> they are going to fail with a two. Okay. So they redirect their attack towards you, Babs. All right, Tristan, what are you doing? I'm torn, because I could kill this man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Adam. But it's, but it's Adam. Adam. Um, so I'd like to do non-lethal damage. All right. But if his attention is on Babs, I'd like to run behind him mm-hmm. and attack him from the back. So flanking. Oh, just FYI, if the warded creature makes an attack or casts a spell that affects the enemy creature, the spell ends. Oh, so if I do just that? Just FYI. <laughs> I mean, don't let that stop you, but like, because I guess you don't know that in real life or in the in the opposite of real life. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'll you are flanking, so you have advantage. Okay. Not like it did me much, but that's a 13 to hit. A 13 will be sufficient. Okay. I mean, he's just a dude. Yeah, he's just a dude. Um, it's just not, Adam. He's not even the guy. He's Adam's just a dude. <laughs> um, so I will attack with my dagger, um, and I'm going to go for... <laughs> Non-lethally. <laughs> a non-lethal attack with my dagger. So like, go for like the shoulder or something. All right. Just like swing down into the shoulder. That is... Eight piercing damage. That's enough. You drop him to the ground. He crumples in pain and agony. 
incapacitated. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> wow. Okay. I <laughs> uh, didn't expect that. Um, <laughs> yeah, as he drops, Babs <laughs> is just like looking at Tristan like, wow. I will do like a really like super quick, like maybe just a few seconds of like wrapping the wound that I created. And mm-hmm. so like has pressure on it so he doesn't bleed out. Mm-hmm. But we need to hightail it after Melanie and Crickets. Yeah, because if Melanie pulls that stunt on Crickets that he just pulled on us, Crickets, Crickets is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crickets is basically like on the verge of death at any given moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you see Melanie and Crickets are maybe another 25 feet away. So at this point, they're like 75 feet. You start running at them. And are we being quiet? Are we, are we sneaky or are we just like... I think we should keep sneaky. Okay, because I do want to know what's happening. Yeah, but be ready. Like, if she... Bow, arrow. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, ranged. Good. Like, ha- have her, like, in line if he, she pulls anything. Yeah. All right, so you have that, like, kind of crouched, brisk, sweeping motion to your Through run. the tall grasses. <laughs> Naruto run, probably. Arms back. interested <laughs> at it again. <laughs> We've been practicing our maneuvers, our formations. <laughs> The It Duo. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you are briskly making your way, kind of probably charging mechanically towards them. So it's like 60 uh, feet per turn. They're walking briskly, so they're probably moving about 30 feet per turn. Um, So in just like a matter of 10, 15 seconds, you do catch up to them. But still like Heidi. Getting to the edge of the forest. And you continue to follow them now at pace. She doesn't have like a pot or a pan on her, does she? (laughs) You give me an investigation check. Or perception. Perception is better. Uh, That is a 14. Okay. Uh, You don't notice any um, kitchen utensils on her. Okay, perfect. Uh, And she leads crickets into the forest. Well, we keep following. They Darting between trees. Yeah. Clambering over logs, pushing past brush. And she's again pushing forward as quickly as crickets can manage. Which is about how fast? <laughs> <laughs> like 10 feet yeah. per round. Especially in difficult terrain. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So they keep pushing into it. And from a distance, you hear her frantically talking again, pointing off towards a direction. And so you see Crickets starts to head that direction. Without her? Is she also going that direction with him? She's following behind him. When you see she jumps on his back. I, yeah, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna put her in, put an put an arrow in her. <laughs> Sorry, Melanie. <laughs> ah, oh, not personal. All right, roll it for initiative again. And that is where we will put a pause on today's story. Thank you all for joining us for a plunge into the abyss. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Shadows of Prophecy. Join us next time to find out becomes of our unfortunate players in this most dreadful act. 
Shout out to my brother, known as the chill electronic vapor soul artist Lusk, for writing our chillingly epic theme song. Editing by Scrubcast, and a big shout out to Sirenscape for some amazing atmosphere and music. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com. I always use them at my game table, and it adds that little something special to bring your players into the story. Also, please follow us on Twitter at Shadows Prophecy and Instagram at Shadows underscore of underscore prophecy. And hey, show us some support by becoming one of our fabulous patrons at patreon.com slash shadows of prophecy, where you can get access to bonus content like handouts, encounter maps, and even adventure guides to run your own horrific campaigns or one-shots. And at the very least, give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. This is how we get the word out about our podcast, and we love sharing it with you all. Thank you, and tune in next time for more tales of dread and despair at Shadows of Prophecy.